Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Earning a master's in engineering management from the University of Louisville can strengthen your leadership skills and open new career opportunities in just 10 courses. In UofL's fully online program, you can take just one course at a time and complete the coursework whenever it's most convenient to you, making it easy to balance life and education. All you need is a bachelor's in a STEM field, no GRE required. Learn more about this online 10-course master's program at louisville.edu slash online. This is Problem Solved, the IISE podcast, where we talk to industrial and systems engineers about their work, ideas, and solutions. Hello and welcome to Problem Solved. I'm Keith Albertson, Managing Editor of ISE Magazine. Our guests today are Connor Reinhardt and Chilika Kumar, both of whom recently graduated from Georgia Tech in Atlanta, and they're now working for Bank of America in Charlotte, North Carolina. They teamed up to create a startup organization and online platform to help people with autism better connect with job opportunities. They hope to add 100,000 autistic adults into the workforce by 2025. Stats show that more than 80% of autistic U.S. adults are unemployed or underemployed, though research shows that increasing their employment rate just 1% could boost the gross domestic product of the nation by $25 billion. We profiled their efforts and a new app they're working on called Mintra and a case study article in the March issue of ISE Magazine. So we have them with us. Connor and Jillica, welcome. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks so much. That was a great introduction. Connor, you're the industrial engineer of the team. How did you first get interested in pursuing that education? Yeah, absolutely. So ever since I was very young, I always knew that I wanted to be an engineer. But back then, I thought it was driving a train. That That's what engineers do. So it's kind of been a roundabout process for me to find my way going into Georgia Tech. But I always knew from the start that I wanted to work with technology and with computers. And that's why I began my education as a computer engineer. But around halfway through my freshman year, I actually switched over to industrial engineering because I wanted to have a broader focus on the systems that work on a larger scale in society. And I found industrial engineering has been a really great avenue to really understand how our society operates and the systems and processes that go into that. All right. And Angelica, you got your degree in computational media. What led you down that path? Yes, I did. Um, also from Georgia Tech. And I actually came into the college having grown up in Dubai. So just moved all the way from there to America. And I've always been very passionate about design and design thinking and applying a very human-centered approach to the technologies and tools that we're building. And personally, when the iPad entered my... Um, my When it first got launched... And it got into the hands of my parents. We gave it to my brother um, and we did not expect for how incredibly he would start to use this technology because of its intuitive and accessible design. And so that's sort of what really made me focus on design. And that's why I pursued that degree. Now, Connor, uh, the two of you had first met at a TEDx conference at Georgia Tech, and you heard a presentation that Jillica gave that eventually led to your partnership on this project. Tell us the impression she made on you when you heard her talk. Yeah, absolutely. So I was actually one of the organizing members of that TEDx conference uh, back in 2018. And going into TED, I always loved the platform because it just gives so many people from many different diverse perspectives on life that platform to go on and share their message. 
And I'm a firm believer that with the power of community sharing, we're actually able to form meaningful projects. And that's kind of my intention going into TED was to find something that I would be passionate about. Angelica's message really resonated with me sharing her personal story of her brother and how technology was able to help him. And I realized that after her call to action for more people to join in the movement of helping people with disabilities through technology, that that may be a new avenue that I could consider to apply my passion for technology and for large-scale systems. So from that, I kind of joined with her to do some customer discovery in this space. And the problem became glaringly obvious for members of the autistic community. So we ended up uh, incorporating a business and now we're here. Angelica, as as we talked about, you were really inspired by your brother and the the talk you gave at the TEDx conference was a very emotional one. Um, Tell us just how his path and, and, and what your family had gone through has led you to be so motivated to pursue this resource for the people who need it. Yes. Um, so I delivered a TED Talk in 2018 um, because I was very passionate about all of the experiences that my brother um, has ingrained and in me and all of the lessons that he's taught me. And one of the biggest ones was how to be a voice uh, for the voiceless because I was so grateful to even have a voice um, when he unfortunately is very limited in his ability to communicate. So I knew that I wanted to share the lessons with the world, um, all the lessons that he had taught me. And um, especially when it came to technology and how it could be used to really empower people who are often... um, often honestly neglected and trapped in their own bodies. So um, I gave a talk about that. And that honestly was sort of like the launch pad for all of my dreams, because a lot of people in the college community and a lot of professors um, really resonated with the talk. And um, a lot of team members, including Connor, came to me and said, hey, I'd love to join what you're doing because you did mention you were starting a company. Um, And at the time when I gave the TED Talk, I just had a website. So I was really just shooting for the stars. and um, And TEDx was really the best platform for that to see itself through see the mission through. And your family, uh, how are they doing now? They actually moved to the United States for your brother to give him more access uh, to technology. Is that right? Yes. So I was working with a um, world-renowned researcher named Professor Gregory About in a lot of the technologies used to help non-speakers to communicate. And one of the tools that um, he sort of discovered and showed to me was a therapy called Spelling to Communicate. And the Atlanta community is really um, evolved in that sense because there's the CDC, there's Georgia Tech, there's Emory, there's a lot of um, research going in. And so they actually moved from Dubai when I discovered this new form of, it's a learning technique, um, where essentially non-speakers focus their energy and attention on a letter board, similar to a keyboard, and they essentially type letters to spell words. Um, the difficulty is that because autism is very much a brain-body disconnect, um, really channeling their energy into focusing on controlling their motor movement is essential and it's key to the whole teaching technique. So they moved from Dubai to Atlanta for six months. Um, and it was really an incredible journey because from someone who 
my family and I thought he was maybe had the intelligence of a six-year-old. Now we're learning that, I mean, the incredible vast amount of knowledge that he has inside his mind is unlimited. He's talking about Einstein's theories of relativity now, and he's passionate about history and science. And it feels all as though I'm rediscovering my brother, um, having learned this new teaching technique. So that six months was extremely valuable for my family and it's really changed my life and his. So yeah, it's been incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. And and it just just shows the potential that is untapped out there and so many people like your brother. And, and that's I think that's why this is such a great project you, you have going. And now, Connor, your first joint venture that you began was a startup called Accessibility while you were still in school. Tell us a little about that and what that was aimed to accomplish. Yeah, so absolutely. Mentra is the product of accessibility. So accessibility is our parent organization with the broader mission of helping people with disabilities of all kind. And when we were first getting together on this project, we actually had no idea of what the specific need would be where we could actually provide value in the market. Um, and after over six months to a year of actually working with autistic people in the Atlanta Autism Self-Advocacy Organization, we were able to really understand their needs and understand the needs of a lot of the different stakeholders from the um, employer side. And also there's another group of stakeholders in this community of the vocational rehabilitation centers, where oftentimes people with disabilities and intellectual disabilities will go to find work. And after working with all of that and understanding their needs um, and the needs of the caretakers, we realized that the niche opportunity here uh, for the lowest hanging fruit is to actually connect people with meaningful abilities to jobs that have the ability to help them cultivate those talents and accept them for who they are. So that is what Mentra aims to do. And that is where we are today. One of the things that you worked on with the Mentor app was also to connect potential employees with mentors to help them through the job process. Jolica, how does that work and how is that helpful to people who are trying to find work and maybe need a little guidance? Yes. So mentorship is very important, we realized, for the autistic community because a lot of times um, these individuals didn't have the opportunity to go to college or finish college or even to go to high school. And by providing digital mentorship at first, which is our plan, um, is to provide them information. For example, how do you fill in a resume? Or um, how do you overcome your anxiety during the interview process? Or how do you create a video resume? So we're trying to incorporate these new elements of um, helping individuals be more trained and workforce ready into everything that we're doing because we believe mentorship is a very key component. Yeah, I think one thing I kind of want to bring this back to really quickly is around Jilika's brother. So after going through six months of this therapy to learn how to type for the very first time, I just want to be super clear that most of the therapy, right, if I'm right here, it was, has not been focused around teaching him all of the concepts of the world. It's been merely focused on teaching him how to control his motor movements so that he's able to move his hand to the letters because he already knows how to spell after 27 years of experience. And that seeing that process uh, from my perspective, has really just kind of opened my eyes to seeing how so many people um, that we might presume as lower intelligence or presume as incapable are actually very capable um, and they have all of the inherent skills and strengths within them 
there's just maybe one or two very small areas in the grand scheme of things that we have to sort of help them with or you know give them that that resource to have accessible mentorship around those small areas where we can get those people to use their strengths and overcome the couple areas of um weakness and then that becomes a very clear pathway into providing meaningful value to society. Have you ever been part of an engineering project or team and wished you were calling the shots? The online master's in engineering management at the University of Louisville can expand your career opportunities and prepare you to take on leadership roles in just 10 courses. Classes cover topics like engineering operations, financial management, and more. All you need is a bachelor's in engineering or a related STEM field and the drive to take your career to the next level. No GRE required. Make your next career move with this online program at louisville.edu slash online. Now tell us too, you know, the the app aims to take people's specific areas of interest and their skills and maybe where they're best fit. Um, and you sort of divided that into several different types of job uh, areas that people might best fit into. Tell us how the app will sort of work to help connect people in those areas. We're trying to collect information essentially that we believe that the current job finding process oftentimes does not provide. So for example, and you, you nailed it there, Keith, with um, understanding their personality. Um, we think that's so important because there's always that culture fit that's important to find out before you hire an individual. And then another key component is workplace preferences. So if an individual is able to work in small, tight spaces, in cubicles, if there's loud sounds, if the job is indoors or outdoors, can the person work in a team? Do they prefer working independently? So we try to gauge a lot of these unique questions um, in order to understand where the individual really can thrive. Because a lot of the times we believe that these individuals are capable it's just that they need the right environment that fosters their growth. So in order to understand all of that, we walk autistic candidates through a really fun and gamified process where we collect all of this information and we have visuals and we make it really exciting um, that they're pursuing this career journey. The most important part of this application, it's one application because a lot of the people that we've talked to have completed hundreds of even thousands of applications online and have been rejected from every single job. So we want to emphasize that candidates who are autistic apply one Symmetra and then they leave the rest of the work to us. So we go ahead and we find them those recruiters um, that would fit the job using our artificial intelligence matching algorithm. And once we find them those jobs, we want to, first of all, educate recruiters on what does it mean to hire someone with autism and what, how can you best accommodate their needs? And, and then we provide, we allow for recruiters to directly reach out to the candidates who they feel would be the best fit. So our goal is to sort of flip the script and really allow for the individual to focus on self-actualization and personal growth through our mentorship, while the recruiter is directly matched with the best candidates that fit that job description and those needs of the environment and personality and skills. Yeah. So if that makes sense, Mentra is more or less a bridge 
where candidates can come and we are able to give them the opportunity of focusing more on their personal development and growing more meaningfully in their career readiness while we take on the work of actually matching them to jobs. And one of the biggest areas of anxiety for candidates on our platform is actually the interview process. And specifically, things can get a lot more anxiety provoking when you start to get messages about maybe getting an interview, which are often automated from existing job pipelines. And then right before you actually get it, you get let down. So one of the big key stressing points that we're making on our platform is we're making sure that candidates, when they do get any leads from recruiters, that they are real leads. And what we're going to do from the recruiter side to make that possible is we want candidates to come onto our platform and really convey their full personality through a Mentra digital profile. And when recruiters who come onto our platform who are already trained through us on how to interact with people on the spectrum, they'll be able to see people's profiles online and they can really make that assessment of the job fit off of those profiles before they go and initiate contact with the candidate. Because once that contact is initiated, we're going to have to get a guarantee from every recruiter on our platform that they are going to at least give the candidate a phone screen. Now, tell me too, Connor, from an engineering standpoint, where are you standing? Because you've been working to gather data and test this app to make sure it's going to do what you want it to do. What's the status of that and how far along are you being able to get all the bells and whistles that you want it to have? Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is now our second week of user testing. So we are live with uh, a beta that's currently out there in the marketplace. And we're working with local autistic users in the Atlanta area and remotely around the country with our user research teams to validate a lot of the questions we're asking and get their feedback around how to make this platform the best possible experience for them. So our plan is to launch in April now uh, with the full platform nationwide. And we're going to use design principles and autistic first principles to pretty much put the users and their needs at the forefront of our design. And from an engineering standpoint, the data that we are collecting is based on profiles from our partner, uh, which is the Eaton Academy. They're actually north of Atlanta, close to uh, your guys' headquarters, I believe, in Roswell. And Eaton Academy has done a really good job over the last decade, pretty much hiring people um, by making one-page profiles for all of their candidates. So they make profiles, they put onto the profile the information about what the candidate can and cannot do in the work environment and what works best and what doesn't. And this could be things like uh, what works best is a candidate would need written directions and steps, for example. What doesn't work for the candidate is people who are loud right next to them or going a long period without any support. So getting that extra information sort of consolidated. They've been able to hire over 30 people in just the last year or two in Atlanta. And we've taken those profiles that have worked successfully for them and parsed through it from a product standpoint to digest all of the data that we would need to gather to be able to effectively make the same types of profiles for our candidates. So that has evolved into the Mentra profile. And now we've actually had an exciting partnership earlier this year with the data science team at Georgia Tech. So we are one of the official projects on their website. And we have now, I believe, eight team members working on designing the preliminary pieces of the AI matching algorithm, which is going to be able to take the data we're collecting from our candidates based off of the research we've done with Eaton Academy and with the user research we've done in-house. 
And with that data, they're going to be able to collect the weighting information in terms of which pieces of data make you more likely to succeed in certain roles and which ones are going to make you more likely to be less of a good fit in a certain role. And as we continue to pilot this and run additional tests with matching users to roles in real life, we're going to continue to train our artificially intelligent matching algorithm on how to best prepare very high quality matches that leave the candidates in roles that they can meaningfully succeed at from the beginning. Jellica, it's great to have an engineer to do all this. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of response are you getting from potential partners and businesses from nonprofits who who, uh, see this app and see what it might be able to do? You're getting a lot of folks excited about this? Oh, yeah. It's definitely a growing movement, especially because the wave of hiring women and at one point, and now it's become hiring people. I mean, the whole diversity and inclusion movement is really picking up. So neurodiversity is a huge part of that. And a lot of companies, um, including Microsoft and the whole Autism at Work Employer Roundtable, which includes um, Ernst & Young, JP Morgan, a lot of them have put hiring individuals on the autism spectrum at the top of their priority list. However, the biggest issue that we're finding right now is that there's no centralized database where all these candidates can live and can be accessed by recruiters. So we're hoping to really fill that hole. And in terms of inclusive employers that we're working with, we've also been in talks with Emory University and Kimberly Clark in Wisconsin-Madison, as well as Qualcomm and IBM. So a lot of them are really initiating their programs and are excited to hire people on the autism spectrum. So we hope to provide them with those candidates directly from our platform once we've launched. And then from the autism advocacy organization side, there are so many um, organizations where a lot of these individuals with autism have been on social media and aggregating and really just expressing a lot of their concerns. So um, one organization we've teamed up with is the um, Georgia Council on Developmental Disabilities. And they are really a government organization working hard to find these individuals' jobs, as well as the Autism Self-Advocacy Network, which is actually national, um, located in each and every state. So once we do launch, we're really hoping to um, find passionate and talented autistic individuals to sign up onto our platform and really just see them succeed in the workplace by matching them with the best jobs possible where they can really put their hearts and minds towards thriving and making an impact in the world. That passion that you have, Connor, that's sort of uh, transferred to you. I mean, how does it feel to be able to take your IE education and apply it to something, not just somewhere to, to make money or make products, but to do something that's going to help so many people that it's got to feel pretty good. It doesn't just feel good, but it feels very meaningfully impactful to the world. And that's something that I've focused on during my whole time at Georgia Tech has been able to find ways to take my education, whether it be computer engineering at first, and then I ended up switching to IE because that was a little bit more difficult to apply to the world in the ways that I wanted to. But, but IE is great because we're able to look at really large problems and break them down into meaningful actions that we can take um, using data and technology through the whole process. So I, I've actually had a lot of experience in in supply chain. And most people wouldn't think about supply chain as being directly related to this. But in many ways, it's similar because we're looking at a very large system 
pipeline of people and these people are not getting put into the the roles or let's imagine like a, the trucks that they need to be put into to get to the the work environments where they can succeed and there's just a lot of roadblocks along the way so we've broken it down into into four roadblocks and uh, that's the searching process to find jobs that's the application process to actually put your name in those jobs uh, for consideration. There's the interview process where you actually get FaceTime with the recruiter from those jobs. And then there's, of course, the retention where you have a hiring manager who has to learn about how to accommodate individuals on the autism spectrum who may have never um, had that experience before to working with these individuals. So just really breaking down the problem into its unique parts and addressing um, it from a very objective and data-oriented standpoint while also maintaining that knowledge and focus around the the human aspect of these individuals that we're working with. It has been one of the greatest privileges and I'm excited every single day by working with this team that's now grown to 12 people because I have heard stories from absolutely every type of person you can imagine on the autism spectrum who's all experiencing the same challenge regardless of how smart and how capable they are. So just to be able to see the the feedback that we're getting from our corporate partners and from the broader autism community has been very, very encouraging. And all of the members on our team who have now joined, who are on the spectrum, um, we now have had Sebastian, who has joined as our tech lead from Carnegie Mellon. And it's been an absolute pleasure working with him because he's brought uh, back his experience, actually finding a job and finding his way into a university, which even that application process is very prohibitive to individuals who may have a difficult time socially. So he's he's brought in all of that perspective that he's been able to put the passion in to overcome his own challenges. And now he's bringing that back to designing and developing for our team. And we just had a, a newest member join from Cornell in, uh, now he's in Boston. And, and Shay has become our front end developer as well. So just just seeing these these members of the autism community not only just be like our clients but also be on our own team and really just seeing them excel and and honestly be some of the best teammates that I could have to work with um, has definitely shown me how important and how spot on our, our problem solving approach has been. And in addition to this project, uh, your your day job at Bank of America, uh, you've been working on similar projects to make bank facilities and uh, services more accessible to folks with autism and cognitive disabilities. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So Bank of America actually brought Dilik and I both on to the same team to work on their tools internally because uh, one of the senior leaders at Bank of America, her name is Kathy Besant, has advocated for disability inclusion for all of her employees. And, and basically the law states that you know a large corporation has to comply with the American Disabilities Act to make things accessible for all of their customers. But the law ends there for the most part. And when it comes to making things accessible for members of, of Bank of America, which has over 400,000 people, there is no law that mandates that the technology is accessible for them. So when you have people who are blind or who are deaf or who have neurodiversity in their, in their background, you have people who are coming in who either can't get hired or they can't succeed at their job because the technology traditionally within the bank has been in the past not very accessible. But Kathy Besant, who's the number one 
uh, most powerful woman in banking rated a year or two ago, she has made that personal commitment and that moral commitment to go beyond the law and to make all of the applications within Bank of America accessible, which is, it's a great undertaking, but it's also very impactful because not only does it allow people within Bank of America to succeed at their jobs despite their disabilities, but it also allows Bank of America to really pave the way to become inclusive in a way that has never been seen before at this scale. That's great. That's great. And and definitely something that is uh, long overdue to be uh, pursued and uh, just another way to uh, remove obstacles. Angelica, tell us just from the, the Mentra standpoint, your website, www.mentra.me, for folks who may be interested in learning more or joining as a partner, what can they do to get in touch with you if they want to uh, maybe join in these efforts? Oh, definitely. Yes. So, we're www.mentor.me and we are trying to have autistic individuals who are seeking jobs to sign up as a member on our platform. And we hope that one day they get to create a profile and really explore everything that we built and ideally find a job at the end of it because that's our our mission with Mentra. And for other individuals who are employers um, or even individuals who want to join our team, just go on there, read through our mission and what we're doing. And we would love to talk to you. Um, I love talking to strangers. <laughs> so um, yeah, feel free to reach out to me and connect with me or Connor on LinkedIn. And we're excited to see what the future holds for Mentra and for the whole space of neurodiversity hiring, because it really is an untapped talent pool of individuals that companies are just starting to value. I mean, Greta Thunberg um, is someone who is advocating not just for environmental activism, but now she's also talking about how she's on the spectrum. And there's so many individuals like Temple Grandin and even Albert Einstein was autistic. So we really want to just change the stigma around autism and make it so that people don't pity this community, but rather they respect and honor this community and really want to advocate to see them thrive Back to Bank of America, a lot of companies now are starting to take on this whole culture shift and trying to think about how do we include everyone in the community. And individuals with disabilities have been sidelined and marginalized from policies and from the technologies that we're building. So now finally, they're being recognized and they're being really included in everything that society is building to move forward. So it's really exciting. It's a great time to be alive. (laughs) Yeah, and I think you referred to it in one of your talks as the latent superpower, that there's uh, so much potential there that just hasn't been reached before. So Exactly. Um, anything else you guys want to add uh, about Mentra and what we need to learn about it? Yeah, so I think one thing that sort of differentiates Mentra from some of the other services out there who are taking on this similar problem of helping people with autism find meaningful jobs is that based on our experience working with these individuals on the ground and really understanding their problems, Keith, a lot of the stereotypes that most people have around autism are not necessarily valid in reality. And and when we look at most of the people out there who are being hired into roles, especially the ones that are getting a lot of media coverage, we're seeing People with autism are getting hired into very, very technical roles as computer scientists, as data scientists. And um, I I think just one thing that that's worth stressing is that Mentra is not just for 
those types of roles. Mentra is for everything ranging from cashier to a marketing guru to a design or user research specialist um, in, in pretty much any type of role in between in the supply chain, in data science and data entry. We want to make sure that we're making a platform for everyone and it is a very diverse spectrum of abilities and interests. So Mentra is definitely trying to make that distinction that no, this is not a very specialized group of tech gurus, although there's that part. There is also a very large, diverse array of very talented people here. Well, it's an amazing project and another example of how industrial engineering can be applied in so many ways to help people in avenues and walks of life that no one really anticipated. We love being able to shine a light on those things in ISC Magazine and at IISC. And I know the folks at Georgia Tech are very proud of you as well. So thank you both for joining us today and for the wonderful work you're doing. We want to touch base with you in in the future and see how it's going. We wish you a great deal of success. Hope that it really takes off and and makes a big difference. Thank you so much, Keith. Yeah, I really appreciate that and all of your guys' coverage of this exciting new space. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. This has been an episode of Problem Solved, the IISE podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you're an IISE member, you can participate in discussions about this and other episodes at connect.iise.org. If you're not a member yet, then you can learn all about the Institute of Industrial and Systems Engineers at our website, iise.org. Thanks for listening to our show. 